Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 12. What's a cooking Adamantomaniacs? Episode number 12. That's my lucky number. So we've got to have a great episode. But we always do. So you're in luck. Anyone who listened last week kind of already knows who our guest is. It is Charlotte Wessels, the lead singer of symphonic metal band Delane. And I just realized the other day, actually, uh, totally not intentional, but this is actually our first episode with a female guest. I hope down the line that we will even out the ratio, but it's kind of pertinent to this interview because I do talk to Charlotte about being a female in what is a very heavily male-dominated industry. And she does talk about how they're still kind of discriminated against a little bit and how some people say they don't like the female voice for metal music. But I mean, you listen to a couple Delane songs and, and you can kind of throw that out the window because it's about as metal as it gets. And we talk about other much more lighthearted things as well. So we'll get right into it. But first, we're going to continue on with the idea that I mentioned last week, and that's five songs recommended by myself for those that might be new to Delane. So here are five songs. One, We Are The Others. Two, Get The Devil Out Of Me. Three, Stardust. And then two off their latest album, Moonbathers, are Sucker Punch and Fire With Fire. And lastly, the probably annoying social reminders, follow The Adamantium on Instagram, at The Adamantium, on Facebook, at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter, at Adam R. Harrison. Or you can just go to the website, www.theadamantium.com. All right, so here we go. Episode number 12, featuring Charlotte Wessels of Delane on the Adamantium podcast. And it's so nice outside. You can go for a walk and listen to this one out there. Enjoy the sunshine. All right. So we're here with Charlotte from Delane. Uh, welcome to, this is called the Adamantium Podcast. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, so how's, tell us how the tour's going so far. Uh, the tour's been going great. We had uh, a few regular days and we had a festival so far. This is our second day in Canada. And um, yeah, so far so good. We've really been enjoying it, being back on the That's road. That's great. So Montreal is the only city you've done in Canada so far. Yes. Is yes. there any other Canadian stops on the way? Um, no, I think... Maybe later on, but we're yeah. moving back to the U.S. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, well, so. the thing is with Canada, once you kind of go west of Toronto, it's like a really long way before yeah. you get to any other We've city. We've done it on the last tour. We've done some more Canada dates, and I'm actually hoping that we can do that on the next tour yeah. as well, because we really enjoy it, for example, playing Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah, yeah, Vancouver's great. Yeah. Have you ever had to do anywhere like in the prairies or <laughs> in uh, like Winnipeg or anything like that? I think so, yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. Or have we... Oh god, my mind is 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 sleeping. I'm sure all the cities start to blur together at some point. The thing is, you know, you uh, and a lot of these days, especially like last time we were headlining, and you know, you get out of the bus into a venue, yeah, and then you get back into the bus, and then you drive the to the next, next place, yeah. you wake up in the next place, you get into the venue. 
So we're always very happy when we get a day off to yeah. take a look around to okay. see where we actually are. Yeah. Or when you have a short drive and you can actually do something before, you know, a sound check starts. I've, I've heard the quote before from musicians that it's, I've traveled the world and seen nothing. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've been in New York so many times, I haven't even seen such really? liberty or anything. Oh, wow, so yeah. It's, it's such a great city, too. I'm, I'm, I, I trust you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you played at the Opera House before? I think yeah. Last, last time, time you were here. Here and I think maybe even a time before. The time that before as well. that yeah. was at the Opera House. It's yeah. a good venue with a lot of history there. Yeah. A lot of bands. There's. Yeah. I was actually just taking a look when I was waiting at the in the lobby, and they have a list there of like all the the bands that have played, and it's uh, pretty pretty amazing actually. Um, so you guys started Delane. It started originally just as a studio project. Yeah. Um, so how did it how did it end up transitioning from a studio project to a full touring band? Well, um, back in, I met Martijn, I think, in 2003 or 2004. Um, he had quit with Intemptation due to health mm -hmm. problems. And back then, uh, his idea was basically to make some music while he was not doing anything else. Right. Um, and have that on a record. Um, so, when I was approached to um, contribute to the project, I was mainly only asked to write vocal lines and lyrics and, mm -hmm. and uh, help in that department uh, rather than actually being a singer on the album. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the idea back then was just that Martin would record an album with, you know, the people that he met over the years with right. Temptation and since his health was still not in a very good place, yeah. it was that was the idea. But our collaboration was actually uh, very nice and mm -hmm. we both enjoyed it a lot, so it kind of grew from Oh, maybe you can do one song in the album to maybe you could do the majority of the songs okay. on the album and then when we actually finished the album and uh, he was feeling much better and um, and we were feeling really good about the collaboration and the album and the music in general and you know the the record label was was happy and was pushing us to actually perform live and we were like you know let's let's just do this so at that point we found uh, a live band that would tour with us okay. And then it kind of made sense that when we did the new album that that band would be uh, involved as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it developed over the years. But um, but still, when we write the music now, uh, it's mostly uh, Martijn, myself and Gus Eikens, a guitarist who's yes. not actually in the band. Yeah. Um, and even there, you know, things are still moving. Like um, uh, Timo is starting to contribute a lot to the music. Yeah. Meryl has just joined and she's very creative, very ambitious when it comes to writing, so I'm interested to see um, what kind of uh, influence uh, she will have if she actually joins the writing process. So it's uh, it's always a movement and it's always interesting. But at the core, you know, when it comes to the writing, it still looks kind of like we did back then. Yeah. And it kind of blossomed into this, yeah, this exactly. amazing thing. Yeah. It started as something. Well, still relatively mm -hmm. small, and now yeah. look at you guys—you're traveling the world, yeah. <laughs> playing festivals with Camelot, and yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, what is it like for you guys uh, transitioning from because you guys are are European mm -hmm. to playing European crowds to playing North American crowds, um, especially where right now you're on a tour with mostly Camelot fans. Do you find that they're, I mean, the European crowds and North American crowds are so different. Do you find that you have to cater the show or in, in any way? No, not so much. I think that um, 
both when it comes to US fans and uh, European fans. Of course, audience are a little bit different mm -hmm. everywhere you go. Um, but I think symphonic metal is kind of a niche of its own. So right. wherever you go, there will be a few people who are into that type of music and they yeah. will all have this kind of thing in common. So. I don't think that there is like a huge a huge difference difference but what you do notice is when when we uh, come to North America that people um, I think people realize kind of the, the the effort that it takes for a European mm -hmm. band to actually get foot on the ground in America and I always get this sense of gratefulness that we get here and we've been really trying to come back every year mm -hmm. uh, last year we did our first headlining tour and when it comes to you know um uh well not being a headliner on this tour i actually see uh many of the same people that we've seen on our headlining tour okay uh in the crowds here so you're recognizing that it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't even feel like we're uh, away from home it, it doesn't feel like we're away from home and i also think that a lot of people in the audience I mean, I like to believe yeah. <laughs> that a lot of people in the uh, audience actually came to see us. Oh, as of, well of course, as, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's actually a very, very warm. Well, feeling. I think too, you, uh, you guys and, and Camelot very much very complement yeah, each other. Yeah. You know, like even if someone didn't know one or the other. By, if you're a fan of one listening to the yeah. other, you're going to become a fan of. And I've been the on the previous one. album as well with right. the guest yeah. songs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what about doing? festivals to club size shows because at festivals now you're playing to all these people who aren't necessarily yeah a fan. yeah this yeah. is true that that then you do have a big a big uh, difference um i mean i love playing festivals because you get you have the chance to convert people mm -hmm. right <laughs> to really win people over um who may have never heard of you right and that's always very exciting to me. It's also kind of nerve-wracking in a way. Of course. It can be, um, yeah, it can be more nervous for festival shows than for headline shows. But yeah, I just really like the opportunity that it offers. I think too, people when they go to festivals, they kind of go with the hopes to discover some yeah, some exactly. new bands that you yeah yeah. Um, what does it mean for you personally to tour with a band like Camelot? Do they do you learn from? Have you been able to learn anything from their experiences or? I think the first time we went uh, we went to the US was actually with Camelot okay. as well. Because they're almost like veterans now, you know. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I think that our music is very compatible, but when you look at like uh, how we both do the stage, that there is um, how do you say it? Like we've been we've been playing around 100 shows per uh, year we got I think last <laughs> year was like 80 or something wow. this year we're not doing a lot of shows right. but we've been doing we've been doing so many shows and I remember a few years back that I was really you know looking at other bands to see what did they do and how did they do it mm -hmm. and I'm getting more and more to a point where if I don't like something about my own performance that I don't want to find the solution in someone else, okay. but I want to find the solution within myself. Okay. Um, because you also know that people people compare bands within the genre. Of course. And I really feel that. Uh, of course, you can learn, you know, from mm -hmm. every band that you tour with, uh, from from from, and and we're on tour with like 
I mean, fantastic uh, bands right now. But I always try to steer away from comparison. Of course, okay. Um, yeah. So it's a difficult question to yeah, answer. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, and I even just meant things like, you know, while you're touring, do they give you tips on your laundry or like where to how to eat properly yeah, or something, something like that you know what well, I mean actually, like because some of these guys I've, I've been touring for decades yeah, now you know that's and those are like those are like the most important things and I always ask singers about mm-hmm. their their singing routines yeah like um, see how people are warming up for example uh, see if people are cooling down and um, uh, I really like like I, I'm doing a guest performance with Kel a lot okay and um so oh, that's something to look forward to tonight. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, then I get to listen to their uh, to their show on my uh, on my in ears, right? Which is a very different experience from hearing it through the PA because it's all very uh, dry and unprocessed in right. a way. And um, I really love to listen to uh, different singers without any effects okay and Tommy for example he's such a great singer yeah, yeah. it's such a pleasure to actually listen to all of the course, little things the li- that he's doing without hearing the yeah or, I heard him the warming the up earlier and, and was, oh my yeah. god it's amazing yeah um, and the same for, for Nora I mean I really love yeah. uh, love seeing Battle Beast perform she's such a powerhouse when it comes to her voice and one thing that we actually all have in common is that um, we all really like to work out so, yeah, so we were, I've been running and boxing with right. Nora and Mural yesterday. We've been doing like push-up circles with the so guys. So I was gonna say, how on. do you when you're touring? How like can you go to the gym? Can you like how do you? I I, I try to um, I try to do something every day. But okay. Sometimes so you're like researching the city and where's nearby that you could go. Okay. Yeah, I've searched for CrossFit boxes nearby. Okay. Um, but that's always kind of a because you also have a certain time that you have of to be there that, so that's yeah. that's the most complicated one if there's not one then I'll go to the gym and if there's yeah. not a gym then or if it's nice weather then I just go outside and, and go know, for a run or something running or yeah, well right now it's you just uh, if you were here last weekend you wouldn't believe it considering it's 15 degrees but it was like minus 10 last week really there was an ice storm unbelievable yeah there was like it was yeah. hailing and it, yeah it was yeah. It was insane. So you picked yeah. a good week. You picked a good week to be here. Yeah. That was really nice to say. And what about uh, eating well? You you had mentioned that you're well. You're a vegetarian and quote unquote vegan. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you find eating when you're on tour? Because it's probably so easy to fall into a pattern of just eating junk. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest risk for me is not eating enough because I I don't I don't like eating junk that much. Right. So then you just don't eat. Uh, yeah, so I've got, I've got protein shakes okay. with me, you know, okay. like a last resort. And then it's just a matter of stocking up whenever yeah. we're near Whole Foods or, or, or Walmart. Okay. Or, you know, just, um, yeah, get lots of fruits and vegetables and, and yeah. have it stacked on the bus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a real dinner. Also, we don't... I don't like eating before show. Right. So often you eat like in the middle of the night, but right. then also of course, you should. you're done at like eleven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's. Um, I mean, it's a challenge, but it's okay. But that's life, right? Yeah, it's, that's yeah. Life. <laughs> you um, you also wrote uh, like a short story. Yeah. Um, how how was the writing? Uh, sorry, it's called the the Deviant Hearts. Sure. How was writing? How was that writing experience compared to writing music? It was very different. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Um, it was it was kind of nerve wracking. Okay. Because I I always had in my head that I want to write and and I still do, 
but I um, I get these uh, I'm kind of perfectionist okay and I had this kind of anxiety in my head all the time that when I had a certain scene and I kind of saw it playing in my head and then I would be really happy about the scene and then I wrote it down and I kept thinking this this doesn't read the way What's it looks in my, in my head, head. yeah and um, I had days where I was writing and I would write like two sentences in a day because mm -hmm. everything that I wrote that wasn't as pretty as I, I hoped it would be um, I just couldn't write down or I would delete it straight yeah. away so it took um, a very long time for me to actually get writing and then at one point there was also deadlines so I was writing you know middle of the night and in the bus oh, yeah. and every 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 possibility that I have and I think that um, that Oliver and Georg were pretty nervous at one point because I kept telling them, you know, oh, I will send you a chapter. I will, you yeah. know, I will. I'm working on it. I really am working on it. And uh, uh, and it was done just in time. But would you do it again? It definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. even through all the anxiety, that what the payoff was. Yeah, I think was... I I just have to learn to kind of half-ass it, and okay. then go and go then back go and... back. Yeah. Because that's the way that eventually it worked because you got to get first get like the story the and if you get and, yeah. if you keep getting stuck on the first sentences. I think I learned a lot from the experience that mm -hmm. if I would do it again it would be easier. Okay. But yeah. And you're also in another band called Phantasma. Yeah. So how do you manage your time? With all these projects, when you're touring with one band and well, the the Deviant Heart story was for Phantasma, was for Phantasma, yeah. And then Phantasma was uh, it was kind of more a project than a band, more okay. a side project. Than okay, a band. so you don't tour with. We don't tour. Um, I mean, we may do a show in the future mm -hmm. at one point, but we may do another album at one point. But at this point, uh, I mean, I'm so ambitious with Delane that. And everything that I do, I want to do it right. Right. So I don't want to go to Fantasma and say, yeah, let's do another record and then have barely any time right. to do it mm -hmm. because it has to be done right mm -hmm. or it has to be done not at all. And um, up until this point, I think that uh, my time was mostly consumed with you know all of the things that we want to do with Elaine. So... Um, Yeah, it would be. I mean, I really like the experience the, to do the book and the music, and um, and maybe we could do it again. But uh, really, had to find the right right the right time for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that that's quite interesting is that, you know, especially heavy metal, it's still a very male dominant industry. Do you find that that's changing at all? Um, in, a, in a modern day and the, the way things have been in, our, in the social sphere recently um, do you ever feel like you're discriminated against being a woman in a, in a metal band? I think there's a lot of women in metal bands these days mm -hmm. um, it's still kind of treated as you know I've, I've heard people say that they don't like bands with female vocals because the female vocalists are just there to you know look pretty um, yeah. and um, 
that just sounds very disrespectful for the work that we do. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, no, there's definitely there's definitely still a bias, but I think that that bias is um, kind of in any profession where a certain gender dominates, like also the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Do you think that those barriers are are slowly crumbling now? Or, I mean, there certainly is a lot of, a lot more female-fronted metal bands now than there, say, was yeah. in the 80s or early I 90s. I think not nearly fast enough. If I, if I look at the, uh, the things that, um, the things that you get to deal with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. like, um, whether it's, 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 uh, photoshopping or you know the things that people expect from you or it's not it's not going nearly as fast as, as fast I'd as like to be honest yeah I know it's it, it is a shame I mean if one listened to a song like Stardust and how can you yeah it, you know like how can you argue that that isn't the way it's just you know what I mean like yeah and I don't, I don't know people keep treating it as a commodity as well like for example there's a lot of a female singers but we have a female guitarist as well yes yeah and people keep questioning her abilities just because oh she's just there because totally. she's a cute girl right. you know and and then also everyone that keeps calling her um, keeps calling her cute right it's like oh if I were her I'd punch him in the face <laughs> you know it's like and but yeah, I, I think it's just the way that people that people talk to you, also people that, you know, make make sexual remarks as a compliment. Right. And or they think that that is a compliment, is a compliment and then I think it's very condescending because I'm standing here as a professional in my Right. You know, this is what I do for a living mm-hmm. and to kind of diminish that too. I I don't know. Like I've had points where I really considered I almost reconsidered like the things that I wear or you know really, the makeup eh? I wear because I thought if people I, are only going to focus on that yeah, yeah but then I thought yeah but if you do that they win, they win. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's um, a tough position to be in for sure yeah yeah and 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 I think that that's um that's kind of a struggle like what do you do yourself in order to in order to change it and um I have that debate in my mind a lot and I would expect myself to give a more cohesive or short answer to this question but I don't think that no it's not an easy question it's not an easy there might not even be an answer right yeah exactly um, I just hope that over time things change and I think that things are are moving a little bit faster now even with uh, you know the whole me too movement yeah I think that there's definitely things that are changing now that will not be turned back right anytime soon right I I think it's great that we have women like yourself that you know even though you have this debate Mm. or in your mind which you know of what can I wear but that you're doing it every night and and then you're then a role model for maybe young girls who are trying to be in a metal band and don't think they can be yeah I I mean I, I hope so and I know that I've been looking up to certain women when I was you know, when I was growing so up. So who, who, are, who are some of them? I mean, I, yeah, funny thing is, I, I really love Within Temptation. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. now I'm in band with yeah. dude, so that was, but uh, I mean, my, my biggest, my biggest role models, 
Kate Bush. Um, I love Bjork. Yeah. I love Tori Amos. All very um, powerful. Yeah. yeah. More, more recently, I mean, I, I absolutely adore Sia. Yeah. And if yeah, you're yeah. talking about a woman who is like just uh, respected for her trade, who yeah. actually also made the decision not to be, you know, the face. Right. Maybe for different reasons with her because she wanted to be able to do her groceries without being recognized. Course, but yeah. still, that's something that I respect as well. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Yeah, like Lita Ford and. Exactly. And what's the the guitarist of Alice Cooper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's and she's breaking all kinds of barriers. From she just played, um, she played guitar at WrestleMania or something, which is like another completely male-dominated industry. Yeah. And it was great, and everybody everybody loved it. Um, okay, so maybe something a little more lighter. After yeah. um, so after this tour, what's uh, what's next for Delane? Is there going to be a follow-up album to yes. Moonbathers? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Uh, we're actually, we've started writing uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, we have quite some material now, but we still have uh, some way to go. So I think it will be 2019 before the album uh, releases. But we are thinking of um, doing an EP in the meantime okay. to bridge the gap. We've got some cool material for that. Can't say too much about it yet, unfortunately. Are you testing any of it at the shows or anything yet? Or? Not, not, not yet. yet. Okay. No. Okay. No, so it's something to look bit, forward uh, to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, there's an uh, there's an EP in the making, and there's an album in the making, and uh, I think we'll be busy. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a busy year for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, but mostly with writing, mostly behind behind the scenes, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and lastly, we were talking about some of your heroes and stuff. Have you uh, gotten to come across them? Have you gotten to meet and tour with any of? your heroes that you've looked up to? With lots of them, actually. Yeah? Yeah, but I've, I always... Um, like, I've got, I've got two people that are kind of on the top of my list of okay. musical heroes, and um, I, I, I'm not sure if I'd ever want to meet them. Okay, Because One of, of those. how horrible it was, it would be if they fell off their pedestal, you know? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Tom York and Nick Cave. Okay. Uh, keep them keep them up there. Yeah, I, I admire them from a distance. Yeah, I'm not That's, sure. Like I would love to meet them, but also yeah. it's yeah. I've also joked with other people that I interview. It's like there's certain people. Like if I have, I'm Irish descent. If I ever met Bono, I don't even know. Like what do I say at that point? Like Bono's met everybody. Like yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah. <laughs> I like your music. <laughs> You know, yeah. So it's tough too when you meet your, your, I guess your ultimate heroes. Yeah, and uh, it's also weird because everything that you could say that would kind of do justice to what, um, what, what they mean to you, mm-hmm. um, has been said to them a million times yes, before. Yes, of course. And um, yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, that's often what I when I'm writing for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's often what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of what have they not been asked a thousand times before and it's tough it's, yeah, you know, yeah it's very tough but then again I but, mean it sometimes it are sometimes so things are the things you want to say or yeah the of course you want there's to still know. the things you want to know cliches that's, are cliches for a reason it. you know <laughs> all right and we can wrap it up on on that note thank you very much Charlotte for uh, coming on the show thank you and uh, I look forward to the show tonight kill cool. it all right thanks thank you very much thanks
Adamantium.